Anyways. Um, well, hold on. Uh, Nate teased something to me a couple of days ago that I, I wanted to uh, follow up on. He said that he thinks that he got a SpongeBob impression down. And oh, I'm God. curious to hear it. He wouldn't do it because he said that people were sleeping. So okay. it's a very high pitched impression. It is, and I'm nervous because this mic is very. It picks up a lot, so you're gonna see me keeping backing up because I keep hitting the red. Um, That's fun, but I can't do it with the headphones on, so I'm gonna have to take them off. Ah! Hey, Patrick! <laughs> ah! What? He's like, I couldn't quite hear the laugh. I heard the "Hey, Patrick" part. Uh-uh. I heard "Hey, Patrick," Can... and then it went really like silent. I hear a dog barking now. I, I guess if yeah. I were a dog, I'd be concerned too. <laughs> yeah, Winston just barked upstairs. Oh, that's Winston. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that was me. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, oh this is God. probably wow. going to be very overmodulated. Like, um, thank you for that. Didn't expect to hear that today. Uh, makes me want to go back I, and I could definitely rewatch some SpongeBob. I could definitely hear it for sure. It, I, I, I heard it. If we were just somewhere hanging out, it would probably sound better. But I was I not prepared. <laughs> I feel like this means we should go back and and uh, rewatch SpongeBob and SpongeBob Out of Water, and then we can do a podcast on that. Because who wouldn't want to listen to that? You know. I'll never Me. forget about hearing okay. the story about how your uncle took you to see SpongeBob, and then you ate like the entire <sighs> can we, can, bag of popcorn and like puked everywhere. <laughs> oh well, it's already out there. <laughs> I puked Sorry. all over his. I guess it was my aunt's car all over the dashboard, and then. I got out yeah. of the car in the, uh, you know, behind Applebee's where, like, there was always this big giant puddle because the parking lot sucked. Well, Spencer knows what I'm talking about. Right there, and then uh, some, like, teenagers were laughing at me because I was covered in puke. So, that's, well, yeah. that's a memory I'll never forget, 2003, after seeing Spongebob. Oh. Yeah. Well, maybe. once I heard the story, like, everything, like, it was like a puzzle piece. Like, everything came together. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that explains it. That yeah. explains all the times when, like, you want popcorn, you're like, eh, no. That's why I, I can't eat fiber <laughs> one bars anymore. Does it give you diarrhea? No, it did. Yeah, I I didn't realize how much was in them, and um, and so one day I was just really hungry, so I ate them all, all of them. You know what you should do? You should eat an entire box of Fiber One cereal and just go ham, dude. No, I can't even smell a Fiber One bar. I cannot even smell a Fiber One bar. Just start shitting out Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, John, if we're starting with any movie today, we're starting with yours. I fucking hate you guys. We're starting with well, yours. Cause... Why don't why don't why don't we introduce the those who are listening? Uh, Hi, we are those movie we are those movie dudes. We watch three acclaimed films that we've never seen before every single week. Then we get together on Zoom and we discuss them. Uh, and you. this week we watched for my movie, as John has already kind of mentioned, we watched a movie called Witness. It came mm-hmm. out in 1985. That is the one that our followers voted on. Because every Saturday we put out a poll where you can you know cast your vote. Pick the movies that we uh, watched and discussed on the podcast, and Witness is the one that won for me. Yeah, that was Spencer's film, and my film uh, just uh, kind of found it. I was looking at uh, movies on Just Watch, which is an app where you can see movies that are streaming. Um, I found that this was by Mike Flanagan, so I was like, wow, well, he's done Haunting on Hill House, he's done um, Hush, he did... Doctor Sleep. Oh yeah, Doctor Sleep, Gerald's Game, yeah, some really good Netflix um, under-the-radar horror movies, so I was like, yeah, this should be something that might be good yeah. absentia in 2011 it came out it's on amazon prime yeah yeah that that one I'm, i can still taste it in my mouth it 
tastes like shit. Oh, okay. I picked Escape from Alcatraz, a mm. Clint Eastwood classic directed by Don Siegel, who also did Dirty Harry. So uh, you can kind of see where we're going with this one. Uh, you know Alcatraz, uh, you know the history, and we'll get into it. So the movie that I would like to start with, John's. I know it's tradition for me to always go with John's movie, and I'm going to stick with that tradition this week as well, because I want to talk about Absentia. I don't want to talk about it, but I, it's the one that I would like to get out of the way. Oh, I just realized... That would be fantastic for me. I just realized that I pulled up the TV series, and I'm just now realizing it. Oh, no. I had I didn't... I was not convinced that the one with the poster on Amazon Prime was yeah, the right movie. Yeah, no. Honestly, like, same. No I was like, I don't think it. this is correct. And uh, then I found out it was, and I went, oh, my God. I can tell by the poster. Nice sigh. I, I, I could tell by the poster. I still can't what find this it. Movie was gonna be. Oh my as, god! As John's loading this up, I remember uh, there was some guy in Instagram stories was like, oh, "What movie are you watching today?" And it was the day I was gonna watch Absentia, so I, I I put that in. I'm like, "I'm watching Absentia," and then he like replied to it with the poster, and he's like, uh, "I'm not sure if I even would want to watch this." Movie. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> guys, yeah. come on. Okay, but here's the thing: you got to look at you know, no, it's Mike no. Flanagan. It? It's Mike Flanagan. All right, it's Mike this Flanagan. This proves that who, they can't make. A hit every time. That's fine. <laughs> this was one of his first movies, and that's okay. It was a low-budget movie. This was actually funded by Kickstarter. The full budget was about $75,000. $10. Which oh. really shows. But basically, it follows a woman and her sister who begin to link a mysterious tunnel to a series of disappearances, um, including her own husband. And I, I don't think that that plot sounds horrible. It was a low-budget horror film, and sometimes those don't end up doing too well. So Nate looks like he's fuming over there about to shit himself so i think we're gonna <laughs> go to nate with his initial thoughts on absentia um okay but seriously um <laughs> yeah this movie is bad mm. i don't say that about movies a lot i like to i like to look on the brighter side and john i know it wasn't you you've never seen it before i had either, no so idea i'm not gonna blame, you. Not gonna blame you for this yeah. no never again just never again for so me i'm sorry mike flanagan but I, you you swung and missed it's like you swung and missed and you hit yourself in the back of the head and gave yourself a concussion like that's how bad this movie is i think it just Whoa. shows that it's right. it's helpful to have a budget it's helpful to have some other people behind the film to kind of swing you in the right direction maybe give you some better actors some better, better set pieces. Actors. maybe uh... you need actors <laughs> to make a movie these were not actors. It was nice to see Jug Jones. Most of it was been as like creatures and costumes, but yeah, I this this movie just it was so many different movies to me. I was like, what is it trying to be right now? Is yeah. it a paranormal movie? Is it a creature movie? Is it like I don't know what's going on. So Spencer, I'm gonna let you I mean, take it because I could just keep being negative, but I don't, yeah, I don't want to be like that. I wasn't really looking forward to this movie because I knew that it was almost like a student film. It was, it's, it's Mike Flanagan who we've come to know as a uh, horror director because he's made plenty of movies this past decade and a lot of movies that I, I really liked. I think that he's really mm -hmm. nailed down the horror genre, kind of brought it back and brought some really cool ideas to it. I mean, just with Haunting of Hill House, the sequel to Ouija, I thought was really cool, and obviously mm -hmm. I like Doctor Sleep a lot too. I like him oh, as a yeah. filmmaker, and I think that he is a good story teller and i thought that the story here was fine it was as actually it presented some interesting ideas that was like all right that's that's cool but it is so restricted because of its low budget it, it mm -hmm. really it's unfortunately it's a fault to the movie where i feel bad saying that because he tried their best with like with the gear that they had and they raised money yeah. through kickstarter and mm -hmm. good on them and they got the movie completed and i mean it actually won some uh awards at like the festival circuit that it did and has like an 80 percent of rotten tomatoes which is kind of high too but uh, just overall, the low budget really just was a problem to me, just 
because we're so because we're watching all these critically acclaimed movies and we're so kind of accustomed to a certain style and I don't know just like movies that are really high caliber it felt like a student film just with the acting mm-hmm. the production value and uh, the bland camera yeah. movements and like the, just the it, shots were boring yeah. to look at the for the awful, most part yeah it's just and some the, of the still the, the conversation like, stationary was just shots boring Ugh. like it didn't seem like it was going anywhere it was just like like it really like, didn't uh, go anywhere there, it, <laughs> there was a detective that looked like he like walked right out of like history class and was like oh I, i'm gonna be a detective i think dr house and, like, was in that movie. dress up oh i know just like mean. this like this like 23 year old like detective is like trying to solve the case with like a half untouched like button-up shirt i'm just like oh my god like and glasses on and everything yeah, yeah exactly and they gave him like a big like role in the movie as well but like some of the scares i thought was decent like with the husband kind of showing up in like premonitions like in the closet it was one he was kind of walking around the house and she, like as she was thinking i'm like he definitely has cool ideas that we've really seen him implement really well with a budget mm-hmm. now that I mean, we've kind of have seen most of his his work since this one so mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to go back and see his roots, see him almost making a student film uh, and see where uh, he's going to grow from it because he, I think he really did grow from this movie. Uh, unfortunately, oh, yeah. now going back to see it, it's just like it was maybe it was kind of cool to see where he was coming from. But overall, it's like I it didn't transition well to me as, mm-hmm. as kind of with Nate. It just was like eh, it was all right. I definitely yeah. see your guys points. I, I do think, however, that he he did have he did explore some cool concepts sort of like the underworld the scares with the with the husband at the beginning they end up not making sense as the story progresses it's like that doesn't really make sense with how it ended up turning out mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean like sure. i don't really mm-hmm. know without spoiling it that's kind of how i felt the set pieces were just boring i feel like they just found a little cul-de-sac and they were like i guess this could work we don't really have any money to look anywhere else so we're gonna make sure that this tunnel is the center point uh center point of our uh kind of atmospheric interdimensional horror film mm-hmm. so and it could have worked and it, it, it could have worked. worked i think that they were able to hide the like the scary shots like the kind of revealing shots of like let's say the the jump scares or the monsters or whatever they were able mm-hmm. to hide that like sort of in out of focus or they were out of frame or something like that. So they definitely used the budget to their advantage. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like laughable. They did the best they could. They really yeah. did. Like th- th- this movie was, I think, as good as it was could really be with the budget. If they had some better acting, it definitely could have been improved. But it was, I didn't hate it. But I swear, like when I was watching the first 20 minutes of this movie, I thought I was having Wi-Fi issues because the quality was so bad. <laughs> Same. Did you guys have a like, frame rate it, issue? Like it kept on like the I, frame rate yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. seem right. Like, me and my dad, felt, like, yeah. yo, me and my dad yeah. restarted the, the router. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we okay, were like, what's going on that. here? <laughs> yeah, I noticed. That. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with my internet? Okay, so it must be just like whatever copies on Amazon. Like, yeah, yeah. the frame rate was off. We're used to oh, watching like 4K two. TV shows on on his on his TV. So I was like, something is wrong yeah. here. Yeah, you know, it no, was just it, that low budget. <laughs> but I think yeah, this movie needed some solid acting, and I thought this the uh, the drug sister. I thought she wasn't bad. Like, she actually showed mm-hmm. some yeah. pretty good skills, but I thought the other sister was just out of place. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh what? God. Come on. What's up with all this, like, juju, dong, and meditations? <laughs> like, come on. It's just a lot of scenes just didn't really have any lead up, and they just kind of happened and didn't end up really making any sense for the story. Yeah. And one of the scares, like Spencer said, was kind of creepy, where she's sitting on the edge of the bed, the husband's there, but like right there Mm -hmm. kind of thing, which was creepy, but... Then some of the other ones were kind of, I thought the closet one was kind of goofy. Yeah. <laughs> just like she walks out and there's just a face. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like, like I just didn't expect huh. it. I was, I was yeah. like, they're just like having a conversation about folding laundry. Then all of a sudden, oh, uh, there, there's a husband. <laughs> yep, like, there oh. he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but like he did that in Haunting of Hill House a lot too, mm-hmm. just like unexpectedly. Like one when they're driving down the road, and then the sister from the back just boom. I mean, I'm, you can expect stuff like that in a horror movie. Like, oh, I mean, I don't know. Man, that thing got my heart into my throat. But that's for another podcast. Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> I would love to rewatch that. I cannot wait mm. for season two because that show messed me up, dude. A lot yeah. of those scares. But, uh, Flanagan directed Oof. all of two as well. So what about Absentia? Anyone who who wants to take the first knock? Oh me? Okay. Okay. Uh, half a star out of five. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Damn. Is it never going? Um, do you well. think it's because like it's it's your favorite genre, so you just felt kind of offended with this movie or something? Like, <laughs> um, no, like it shouldn't have even been made, or like, what no, do you think? <laughs> it it just it. it... It wanted to do something, and like there were some things that it was kind of hinting at that I thought, okay, this, if it's done right, it could be handled well. But with the final shot, it's like, what are you trying to like, oh, we could get a sequel out of this. It's like, <laughs> no, you're not. No one would, you'd have to pay me to sit through and watch that again. Like, I don't know. It's just, there were things that they could have done, and the fact that they just kind of teased them, teased them, and then by the end, they were like, nah. Sorry, you're gonna have to go watch Hush. They probably ran out of money, which I gladly will because <laughs> I will not watch this. But Mike Flanagan, I respect yeah. you, but stinker. I'm sorry, yeah. this wasn't good. But I love Gerald's game, so I hope that uh, that evens it out. At least it shows <laughs> that you know a director can clearly improve upon some of his initial works. And mm-hmm. but I respect it. I respect anyone who's able to go out and make a movie. So even though it's a half star, I give him credit because I can't do it. So. Yeah, I mean, I definitely can see uh, Nate's thoughts on this movie. I can definitely see why he felt that way, uh, especially for being such a big horror guy himself. Just this movie didn't do much for me because I do like Mike Flanagan as a storyteller and as a filmmaker a lot. I think he's done, like I said, a great job with the horror genre in the last couple of years and has brought some really cool concepts. But this movie is him figuring that stuff out and he's just then improved and done it better in his, mm-hmm. his follow-up movies. So I would really just suggest go watch his other work, like especially, I don't know, starting from Oculus. I think Oculus was his follow-up after this. And I remember seeing Oculus with John in theaters, and then after mm-hmm. that being like, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be because it was like a January release of a horror film. And then it actually had some like really cool concepts and ideas that are kind of similar to this one as well. Yep. But yeah, I mean, this one just didn't... It didn't gri- grip me. It didn't grasp me but uh, or get my attention, but I definitely... I uh, can see why studio executives and producers saw this movie and were like, all right, Mike Flanagan, do you want to give him some horror projects? Yeah, let's give him some horror projects. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a two out of five. It's not as low as I thought it was going to go just because I think mainly I just respect what he did and just, he got it done and he became this really uh, like well-respected uh, horror filmmaker from this movie. So, uh, or after this movie. So I'm going to give it a two out of five. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you guys on that. There there were definitely some concepts that they he explored in this movie that I thought were cool, like under your skin. And I think that he was really able to use the budget to his advantage. Like they had barely any money, they didn't pay these actors anything, and, and they were still able to have some some pretty creepy scenes. And I'm not surprised that he's been chosen to do a lot of um, like Netflix shows and and horror movies after this one and i didn't i didn't realize he did oculus because that was a really surprising movie too that kind of deals with i guess yeah like you said similar concepts i really wanted more i think i was overhyped going into this because i'm like oh mike flanagan uh this is like one of his first movies this must be this must be cool i can't believe i've never heard of this but i guess i'm i'm not surprised that no one's ever suggested this or it's been like in my recommendations or something because this movie was rough (laughs) and it you know it, it and it you're right that 
when the movie is doesn't have good picture quality, it it t- totally threw me off in the first ten minutes or so. Not to go away from it, so I'm I'm gonna give this a a two and a half. It was it was it was an okay movie, and I I also agree that like I respect the fact that they got this finished with the budget they had. It's on Amazon Prime. I I guess I wouldn't recommend checking it out unless you're a completionist and you want to see all the directors work uh and if you want to see directors like first films this is definitely one that you could check out but it's not really was that a that first I non-recommendation like. <laughs> i think so yeah i mean i wasn't big on the movies last week but i mean mm-hmm. there's still some stuff to enjoy and uh i'd say with if, those movies if this, you're, this one is just like uh, if you're into movies it's just that so are low like, budget that's the thing yeah. though, but it's like maybe there's people that have to be into that like Low budget, see what you can do with the the money. And I think he, yeah. he was able to use it with his advantage. He's still, like, there were some special effects in this movie that weren't terrible. Like, there were some things that you definitely have to appreciate. So, you know. This was made in 2011. I mean, the technology yeah. was kind of there. But I, I get it. Was unfortunately, I get it. just stuck with a low budget. It's, but but I, I hey, can respect that if he wanted to do it himself kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, go for it. And yet he was able to go from this movie that we just watched to doctor sleep yeah and yeah, that just exactly. shows how great of a director he is. you want to see where it all started i would i would give this one a, a chance and maybe turn it off after 30 minutes if you get too annoyed but with it. but if he if he took this movie the same story but kind of maybe just did a little rewrite and then made it again today now having the experience i bet he could make a pretty pretty fucking good movie out of the story i wouldn't mind that characters just maybe some, some stronger I, I would even do like a maybe a short film budget with this one just sure like a, a nice but, uh, short short film. yeah that's but let's sunshine. move on to another movie that we watched this week. Uh, I'm feeling Witness. How about okay. you guys? I'm, Do I'm witness? down. I'm down. Harrison I'm down Ford. to witness a little bit little, of this. A little Amish culture. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, Kelly McGillis. I'm down with getting a little education on the Amish people, you know? A little right. bit of her. They don't just destroy and rebuild barns. There's more to them. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm gonna try <laughs> and get a Although Ford they impression. definitely build an entire barn in this movie. <laughs> they do. Right so, from scratch. Yeah. Good for them. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, Witness. Uh, this one stars Harrison Ford as John Book. Quite a quite a boring Dude, name. I let I I almost turned movie. it off when I heard his name but was John Book. It's like John Book. Are you kidding it's like me? John Nash from A Beautiful Mind. Like it's boring. It's basically like John Smith. Like really, <laughs> what's the first name you think of um, in a fucking phone book? Ooh. This one was Harrison Ford's only Oscar nomination that he's had in his like insane career. Uh, so this one I was really curious to check out. It came out in 1985. It's about a young Amish boy who witnesses a murder, and then Harrison Ford comes in as John Book, who is a detective, uh, and then he takes this boy, and they end up having to go to the Amish community where he learns the culture and maybe falls in love. Ooh, I always hmm. like a little love story. It was interesting because I've I've heard of this movie for very for a very long time. Like I said, because Harrison Ford got an Oscar nomination. And it got nominated for a screen. Uh, sorry, it won best screenplay. It was nominated for editing, picture, uh, director, cinematography, on set direction, and original score. So it had some Oscars nominations under its belt. So I'm always down to check those types of movies out. John, you watched yes, this with your father. I did. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah. So Witness with Harrison Ford. I guess a movie that my father had seen before. But hey, we sat down, watched the whole thing again. Really, really enjoyed this one. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Oh. Um, I, I really liked, you know, Harrison Ford's relationship with the kid and especially with i think her name was rachel the character Mm -hmm. um the amish woman yeah kind of kind of just seeing this kelly mcgillis kind of just seeing this this uh this relationship develop with you know two polar opposites 
that are kind of just stuck in this in this situation. It just it just worked. Mm-hmm. It worked really really well. It was funny. Um, there was really good chemistry between them. I I really liked the um the, the other the older Amish people. Um, mm-hmm. that were sort well, of the like, community. Yeah, the community. The yeah, I guess the the elders that were sort of protesting the entire thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, I could actually uh. I think I could live in this community. Like, it actually, like, well, no, maybe not this community, but, like, it opened up to the fact that, like, maybe being Amish isn't so bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I feel like, like, I feel like this wouldn't be so bad. Like, everybody does their part. Like, if anything goes wrong, like, a million of them are rushing over the hill to help you. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> they were building the barn... It, what is this Braveheart? Days. Yeah, yeah. It was just there. Were, there was there was so much camaraderie between them. Like I just I, I loved, loved these people. Like it was so enjoyable to see everybody just working together and like. I wanted to build know. the barn with them. Yeah, I did. <laughs> only if yeah. that music was well, only if that '80s music was playing, though. Of I, course, I would only build the barn if that '80s music was playing. <laughs> But, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. It was yeah. It was uh, Nate, so enjoyable. You also watched Witness. What are you you're, you're putting over there? What's uh what's yeah. going on? No, I just I think it's I just thought it was funny because I got the picture of all of the Amish people yeah. coming over the hills. <laughs> I love that and scene, it, dude. It was kind of like a it was like an I'm Spartacus moment. It's like they're all backing them yeah. up. Like I'm I'm Amish. No, I'm Amish. And it's like it would have been so perfect if they were all like in like the fields and they're just like one by one their heads just. Oh my god, out, like, dude! The, like little like, prairie dogs. Just incredible. Yeah. Oh my god. No, but it was <laughs> so oh, funny. Out of, this out of state. <laughs> um. I thought the performance performances were so solid. Like I didn't know this movie even existed, and I didn't even know that Harrison Ford was in this movie. So therefore, Harrison Ford didn't exist to me. Um, but <laughs> he was awesome. Yeah, his name needed a little work, but um, yeah, I thought he enough. was very convincing. He was very not Harrison Ford. Like he wasn't a douche character. He was like a nice guy. Um, how he handled the little boy Samuel and how he kind of taught him because he knew that he wasn't ex- exposed to stuff. Right. Um, and I loved Kelly McGillis, dude. She just she showed and conveyed so much empathy. And then we could sympathize with her all the same because you could kind of see how much she was kind of dreading her life a little bit. But she still loved it. But she had little hints that she wanted to get out. Um, did anyone else think that she looked like Lauren Cohen from The Walking Dead? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I, I was I so really thrown seen off. Any movies with her before? I, mean, I think I have, but I had never really recognized her. Um, mm-hmm. So that she was kind of new. But yeah, she definitely reminded me of Lauren, uh, Lauren Cohen the whole time. I'm just hmm. like Aggie. Yeah, I didn't think Maggie. of that. By that. But even <laughs> even in the environment they were in, it was very similar too. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. that you uh, um, had that connection. Yeah, I just thought um, the whole, like, him going in, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but kind of why he's there and why he's with the Amish, um, that kind of was lost in translation for me. Like, I understand why, but it just seemed kind of, not like a plot hole, but just, like, it needed more there for there to, exactly. Yeah, Just because it. it was, something happens and he has to run. Yeah, we don't really understand why. Like, I think it was because we do on the surface, but not like personally. We, right. I, I can't really explain it into words without like spoil not spoiling the movie, but explaining details. Yeah. But it just kind of felt, oh, here's an idea on paper. Don't delve into it. Just do with that. And so I was like, okay, but I, it needed more meat to it. Yeah, I think it did win just... the Oscar for best adapted screenplay. 
And it was it was good. It was cool seeing. It almost had, and I'm gonna compare this to some movies that people be like, "Oh my god!" Kind of like Avatar, someone from like out of the region coming in and accepting, yeah, of kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of like yeah. Waterworld and stuff like that. So I give it that credit, and the performances were great. It was just a little slow as far as action wise. There wasn't a whole lot to me that kept me really engaged. Um, other than the performances, the performances were just staggering. So that kept me in. The story was just a little slow. Just not a lot happened throughout the runtime. I think for me, I didn't really even care about the cop story or, you know, the, the on the run story where these other cops were coming to get him or whatever. I just really loved the the relationship that he had with, with Rachel. I can't remember the actress's Mm -hmm. name again. What was her name? Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis. That if this movie was just about like like you said like the fish out of water story and them just like coming together being polar opposites that would have been fine for me I even like the last yeah. thirty minutes I didn't even need that like it would have been cool even if they didn't end up together or whatever if they did it up together like I would have been okay with that it would have been realistic I thought I thought the movie toward the last forty five minutes you see very little of the kid all of a sudden like he's such a center mm-hmm. point of the film for the first maybe so the first in, act yeah, beginning. Yeah, the first actor, yeah. like, this is, like, one of the main characters, and he still is, but you don't see him for a while until till the end again. So maybe if there was a yeah, little bit the, more of him. It, yeah, it yeah. goes, it kind of starts focusing on the relationship between Kevin McGillis and Harrison Ford. Right. Um, yeah, uh, like, when it started out, and they were, it was kind of this, like, uh, cop story with, like, Harrison Ford trying to solve this, like, uh, case. Uh, it was, I was really interested in it. Uh, I thought it was really cool. But especially once they went to the uh, Amish uh community that's when the movie i thought was really interesting to me i loved watching harrison ford kind of adapt to uh this culture and and kind of help them out and they were still a little unsure about having this guy around and i thought that the uh just like the relationships between everyone uh was really cool and it was cool to watch grow um i was kind of waiting because to me i thought harrison ford was very much harrison ford just a more like subdued kind of version of him Mm -hmm. until the last 30 minutes when he is just like so fierce and he's so intense in certain scenes he's john motherfucking Uh, book bro i guess so because like (laughs) it was the moment between him and danny glover towards the end of the movie where he's like they're screaming at each other i'm like this is like holy fuck harrison ford like why haven't you been doing more of this i totally got the (laughs) oscar nomination finally in that scene i'm like oh my god this is so worth it because he Mm -hmm. is really like he's delivering a great performance here Mm -hmm. um but this is directed by Peter Weir, who went on to do like the Truman Show, and he's he's done a, a, a he's done a bunch of other really highly acclaimed movies, and I thought he did a good job here as well. I thought that the directing was really good. The cinematography, there was one shot where like the camera's kind of slowly panning on all of the uh, leaves, just like somehow like blowing in the wind like simultaneously. Like it was such mm-hmm. a, it was kind of towards the beginning of the, of the movie, and it was such an awesome shot. And uh, just throughout the movie, he did a good job as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I I definitely really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I guess I totally agree with you guys. I don't think it needed all of those different plot devices. I think mm-hmm. just if it focused more on something specific, it would have been a lot uh, stronger. But mm-hmm. I still really enjoyed this one. I thought this was uh, a really solid movie. Mm-hmm. I think they, they they set it up with this whole cop story, so they have to bring it back at some point. But my favorite part was definitely like the end of the first act uh, up to the beginning of the third act, where it really just you're on the farm you're focusing on these relationships because the characters are just so good in this movie. But with the cop mm-hmm. stuff, there were a lot of those like typical eighties tropes. Like I could totally see one of the, I guess you could consider twists going. Um, Cause kind of mm-hmm. after he sees Danny Glover or whatever, 
he goes directly to his captain and then you know you you can expect what happens to happen so and then it just mm-hmm. kind of comes to a culmination at the end but yeah i did i did really yeah. like most things about this movie um so yeah it was pretty good yeah <laughs> I, the performances like i said before just kind of kept me in because yeah. the story was a little slow but it was a good story um, but their performances were just very vibrant. They were both just great characters, especially Kelly McGillis, because she just was distraught and she just wanted to help her son and she yeah. would do whatever necessary and um, how she handled the elders and how she was able to talk to them and stuff. And it made it feel very authentic um, that something like this could happen. Um, but yeah, just not not as well paced as i would have liked it to but i thought it was still a well done movie um so i guess i'll i'll start up with my grade i gave it a three and a half out of five um yep fantastic performances a pretty decent story there were just some things that i was kind of like does he really need to be running from this like we didn't really see a whole lot of why but that's really my biggest peeve but it had to do with the plot so it kind of uh, lowered it for me, but yeah, sure. I'd say three and a half out of five, a very solid, um, well-deserved recognition for this movie. So, yeah, I think I just expected this to be like a typical eighties action movie. You look at the poster, it's just Harrison Ford in the darkness and it's witness. It's just like, that's how it is on all of his movie posters. Yeah. I think maybe, yeah. maybe the purpose, maybe they marketed it wrong. Like this poster just doesn't show what the movie is at all. Like it's, it's really a love mm-hmm. story. And I think their connection with Kelly McGillis is so good. Um, when you're able to develop two characters based on, honestly, like the looks that they're giving each other throughout the first half of this movie, they weren't talking mm-hmm. about the, the fact that they were in love. Like, you could just see it. They just had chemistry that was that well done. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised that uh, the director has done a lot of other character studies like The Truman Show because he's just good at building characters. So mm-hmm. I, I really did like this one a lot. Um, I would give it four out of five stars. That was a Ooh, really damn. enjoyable film. Right. Four to five. It's not bad. Something we haven't even mentioned. The child performance was excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. He we did a have, phenomenal yeah. job. And he, he's kind of gone on to do some other movies. His name is Lucas Haas. Or Hayes Haas. Hedges? Wait, no. that's Haas. No, not Lucas Hedges. But he's been in Inception, The Revenant. He's been in Brick. I mean, he went on to do some other movies. But I thought Like when he was in the house and he was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was really yeah. good. Harrison Ford and a super cute explaining kid the whole thing with a gun uh, yeah. on his bed. I thought that was a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the characters are in the performances were the strongest point uh, part of this movie. Uh, I thought the score was a little cheesy at times, especially by how many times they used it. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, like the last Black thirty Klansman. minutes, there's a lot. There's a lot of intense moments, and I wasn't really expecting that, especially with uh, kind of how the movie was going. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely would, I'm right around the same with you guys. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. Uh, it's not quite a four for me. Wow. It's still a really high grade though. It's a, um, it's a really liked it. Like I, I definitely would recommend this one. Um, it's mm-hmm. just not too a great, uh, for me, but it was still like uh, Harrison Ford delivers a hell of a performance. If you want to see him do something kind of different, I would definitely check this one out because he, he got the Oscar nomination for it. Awesome. Oh, yeah. It was definitely a surprise yeah, for did, me. Yeah. I think I didn't expect it to be exactly what this one was. So that's why I think my grade is higher than yours. 
though it just being a little yeah. bit higher, but I, you know, it was more than I thought it would be. It was, it was a good. Movie. It would it's have been movie. a three out of five for me, but there was one shot in particular that just made it a three and a half. So was it in a bathroom? Oh, okay. Was it in a bathroom? Yeah, yeah I'm not going to spoil it. I know exactly anyone, what he's talking about. It was, yeah, it was yeah, in the okay. bathroom. For those who've okay. seen it, I hope you know too. John. Um, yeah, so that was. Our, <laughs> I knew. I just our, I could see the look on your face, and I knew. I know, but you don't have to say. I it. didn't say it. I just. <laughs> why? Well, my bad. Sorry. Uh, well, that, you said those were, uh, those were our thoughts on Witness. You can check that one out on Amazon Prime. I would. Uh, I think we, I would say give it a watch. But let's move on mm. to our final film, which was Nate's movie. Yay! This was my film. It was. Uh, little 1930s class no no i'm just yeah. kidding sorry john um next week um <laughs> please god no wait is it what's next no. week's film um <laughs> oh we'll, we'll talk about that don't we'll, spoil we'll get it um, oh good lord okay <laughs> um so i chose the classic escape film escape from alcatraz starring clint eastwood directed by don siegel who did dirty harry did a bunch of other movies with clint eastwood i'm not even going to read you a plot synopsis pretty self-explanatory clint eastwood <laughs> is brought to alcatraz he wants to escape Spencer, how'd you think of it? I'm always down to see a Clint Eastwood movie, especially one that they've never seen before. Uh, and mm-hmm. I have seen this poster so many times of just Clint Eastwood sticking his little little eye out of the uh, <laughs> little hole. Yeah. Um, but this one was made in 1979. It was kind of before all the other big prison movies that have come out. And Nate, this is like probably to me, this seems like one of like your favorite subgenres is prison movies because we've watched what Hunger so far. We watched mm-hmm. The Great Escape. We watched mm-hmm. uh, A Man Escapes, mm-hmm. and then we also watched Now Escape from Alcatraz. So that's four prison no, movies in 14 it's months. Not, it has nothing to do with prison. I just really love escape, the word escape, like yeah. escape. <laughs> exactly. Okay. You know what I mean? But yeah. like it, it, Right there, it's it's like a big action. So it's like, all right, you're going to get in for like a, a pretty cool uh, movie of watching these people try to escape. For me, it's, it's mm-hmm. any okay. title with the word from in it. I'm, I'm totally into that's awesome. I love conjunction um, words. Yeah, that that, uh, that didn't fit. Um, that, that's weird. All right. But I, <laughs> personally, I really enjoyed this movie. I also really enjoyed this movie. And Me if too. Nate, wow. Thanks. So, next yeah. So next week we're talking about uh, Reese Witherspoon. No. Um, <laughs> Please. No, but I also love prison movies. Uh, my top two films of all time happen to be prison movies prisoners so and i think those two prisoners is also really good although it doesn't take place in a prison i think this one was a lot of inspiration for you know shawshank redemption i would say definitely got a lot of inspiration from very this film. much so very <laughs> but, uh, much so and i i didn't <laughs> yeah. realize until like this movie started maybe about 30 minutes in that this is based off a true story and i've been to alcatraz mm-hmm. i've seen oh really i've been there i've seen the, the prison cells go. i've seen the cafeteria i've seen Oh shit! It's it's. I didn't a, even know that. That's cool. I went when I was like ten. Like the audio tour, you get the headphones and you kind of walk through the rooms and it kind of guides you through the the prison. And they had they showed the barber shop where they they get the uh, like the cast heads or whatever, uh, where they mm-hmm. molded them. Um, they show some of the prison cells and they have like the heads laying in the beds and stuff like that. But this movie totally does a, a very interesting and entertaining rendition of what may have happened. So Clint Eastwood is great in this movie. He's so he's so freaking good. I need to see more Clint Eastwood movies. Still have not seen Dirty Harry. I think Wait, we watched it like that was like, supposed oh, to no, be half ago. All right, my bad. No, no, no. I have seen Dirty Harry. There's other ones I have not seen, though. I did watch it because I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think without Clint Eastwood, this movie wouldn't have been all that entertaining. Because he's really the whole movie. There isn't really any other actors in this movie that I feel like could carry it. I think they, it would have worked were... anyone else in that role. I thought the mm. just the whole what he did, Frank Morris, how he was a genius. He was just mm-hmm. this like 
this criminal for life, and so An he just artist. knew how to get out of situations. Exactly. So I just like watching anyone play him, too. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he was just he knew what to do, and like he had all these tools and how to make shift all these tools. And he always just stood up for himself in like certain situations. Didn't I mean it definitely helped that it was Clint Eastwood? But I mean, if it was like you know Charles Bronson, like I still would be like, this is a dope movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot, and Shawshank was going. John hit it right on the nose because yep. Clint Eastwood meets his best friend, who is English, who I thought was an awesome character, an African American friend of his, in a library that he is now working so in. So much inspiration. <laughs> hmm. Although, familiar. although I mean, Shawshank's um, a, is that a book? Or maybe Stephen King yes, got Stephen King. So did he write oh, this course. after this movie came out? Did he? He did. So okay, well there you go. Yeah, so he probably <laughs> did draw some inspiration from it. Yeah. Um, Feeding the mouse under, under the table too. Yeah, the freaking exactly. mouse. Well, that, that's the Green Mile. That's Green Mile. Yeah, but still, still um, in the prison movie. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's probably if we asked him that, he probably would say that because <laughs> there's it's sprinkled throughout, but it's yeah, obvious. Too. It was cool to see. Um, but yeah, just I liked the whole intro because it was just leading up to this epic entrance, and then. Welcome to Alcatraz, and then the thunder yes. starts. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, first line of the movie. It was cool. Okay, here we go. And it, it and it was, it did slow down a little bit in between as you see him kind of sure. working through the system. But you, that's what mm. you'd expect from a prison movie. Like, not every prison movie can be uh, Attack and Cell Block ninety nine or whatever that. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope yeah, not. not every movie can be on one hundred miles per hour all the time like that one is. But this one did it really well. It was just classic Clint Eastwood just kind of being a badass and sure. how he was able to, how they use like the mirrors and like how to knock. Right. And when someone's coming and how the guy couldn't whistle. <laughs> so he had to like, yeah. like he'd make weird noises and it's just like, yeah, I thought it was so interesting at, at being based on true story. Like what? Yeah. This, un this unescapable prison. It's like, like the great escape. Like this is built not to escape. They, they, it was cool seeing the sorry. It was cool seeing the Great Escape like a couple weeks ago. How like happy go lucky that movie was with prison escapes, and then this mm-hmm. one, which is like a dark, gritty like like we're gonna get it fucking done. <laughs> like I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. The contrast between them, yeah, Absolutely. very. And it was just dark, and you got to see. And I think going back to Shawshank again, that's where like the prison style, just like the long rows where they all have to walk out and then walk into straight lines. Like there was just so much in this that you just felt. They had no say in anything they did. Like, all prisons are like that. But something about the history of Alcatraz, it just gives it this ominous, like, this is a bad place. That's why it's such and a famous prison. It's because of how yeah. how specific this was to, like, you are you losing all your human rights. There's no way in hell you're getting out of here. And that's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I love how they explain it. They go, yeah, if you can't, ha- if you can't be responsible in the real world, you get a prison. If you can't follow the rules in prison, you go to Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> it's like the 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 Parthenon of prisons, and just seeing how he's able to kind of weasel his way through undetected. That just shows how smart he was, and how they hinted at how smart he was, with just like on his sheet, he just seems like a just a stone faced guy. Yeah, but how smart he is! It's like some of the stuff that he was trying to do. But it's Clint Eastwood, so he probably just actually did this. Yeah, he's like, he's well, like, just leave me in Alcatraz for a week. I'll try and get out. 
And well, then he did. It. Apparently, he did do all of his own like stunts with like the whole like climbing and uh, oh, swimming. Sure. And like the mm-hmm. directors, like I feel like I'm gonna lose my like lead actor, Clint mm-hmm. Eastwood, uh, in this Clint movie. I, I read a couple of <laughs> behind the scenes things, but there was one moment in the movie where it was towards the beginning. And it was probably my favorite scene. It was when he was talking with the warden in his office, and then the warden just made this comment. And he's like, "Oh, well, this prison is like unescapable. It's impossible." And he just stops, turns around, looks at him, kind of smirks, and then just turns around and walks away. Says nothing. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, we've set the stage for this movie. Yeah, uh oh, <laughs> I love well, it. It's awesome, dude. So on the nose. Blondie but, uh, is on his way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I it was fun. I thought this one was really good. I I really enjoyed watching this one. I thought that it had great tension, and that comes from the directing. I thought that he did a great job with uh, just making this movie just be on like on the edge of your seat uh, and just seeing how they're going to get out of the situation and what uh, what all these tools that Clint Eastwood was going to make. Uh, I was I was fascinated by it. So I thought that this was a really fun watch, and I could easily um, I could easily see myself watching this one again. I'd give mm-hmm. this a uh, Give it a four and a half out of five. I'm gonna wow. go kind of big with this one. Ooh. I really okay. enjoy it. Yeah, okay. highest rating of the week so oh. far. Yeah, right. I, I've, you know, I'm, I'm right there up with you guys. I, I love the genre. I love Clint Eastwood, and I feel like this movie was really ahead of its time. I, it was just the concepts were explored so well. It was such a good representation of, what, you know, something that did actually happen. The set pieces were great. There was acting. It was really good by everyone all around. There was a lot of tension that had me on the edge of my seat. I don't think, I think the movie kind of lacked where maybe they needed like one of these like guards that is just like a total asshole to everybody. You know what kinda I mean? Kind of like uh, Percy. Yeah, like I needed, just, I needed someone yeah. to hate and like that you kind of get it with the warden, but not really as much as I'd yeah. want. Like I wanted a villain and there mm-hmm. wasn't really that. Like I guess the prison itself was like, I guess you could say the the antagonist is trying to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But basically i really liked it it was it was really good and kind of nostalgic because i'd been there you know 12 years ago now and i'd love mm-hmm. to go back it's such a such a unique and interesting place to visit mm-hmm. so i'd give this a four out of five really good uh mm-hmm. really good movie. interesting interesting there was one thing kind of thinking about it i thought the opening like leading into alcatraz had so much like built up hype to it like it was going to be exciting i thought the rest of the movie like there was some really tense parts like especially with the walls and climbing mm-hmm. and making sure not to drop stuff um because every time the guards would look up you kind of think that they're getting oh god we're blowing our cover kind of thing um and i i wish there was a little bit more of like a twist like oh almost caught kind of thing even if it didn't so actually it kinda, happen in real life maybe just yeah, to, yeah and so just yeah to like add a little bit of just kind of speed to it and just give it a little more like excitement which i thought it was lacking a little bit but i just still thought it was really well executed and how they handled it and clint eastwood's just he's clint eastwood you can't say anything bad about the guy because he's probably standing outside your door right now ready to punch you in the face <laughs> um yep. wouldn't be surprised but and me either, because I, I think I hear breathing right now. But either way, I just walk up to him and be like, I bet you're wondering how many shots I took. Four, <laughs> Fuck five. Up. But the question I need to ask, can I have your autograph? <laughs> I would instantly just start mowing his lawn. <laughs> mowing his lawn. Yeah. You should just start bringing like Polynesian food to his doorstep and see what he does. I'd hand him a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I need okay. I'm ending it on that four out of five out of me because that was nice. <laughs> that was such a great movie. Awesome. Um, but yeah, four out of five for me. Definitely a classic. Could have used a little bit more excitement, I thought, but well executed. And Clint Eastwood, he's just he's the man. He's he's an icon. Yep. Nothing else you can say. 
I don't know. I think if you had Nicolas Cage <laughs> right. in this role, it would have been better. Oh, no. no that's, because... that's The Rock with Sean Connery oh. and Nicolas Cage when they go to Alcatraz. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They, there is their own movie that exists of Nicolas Cage and Alcatraz. Don't worry. Thank God. I have no and Nicolas Cage is also in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fun fact. Well, yeah. those were our <laughs> thoughts on Absentia. Skip it, please. Uh... Witness and Escape from Alcatraz. You can watch all of those movies on Amazon Prime if you have it. Uh, if you don't, well, you're shit out of luck. You can't watch them. Yeah, go fuck um, yourselves. Oh my well, god. We put out a poll. I'll send you my password. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> yeah, sure. So we put out a poll on Saturday, every Saturday, uh, where you guys can vote on what movies we watch on the podcast. And the movie that won for me is a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a very long time. It's got so many, so much critical acclaim. It got it won an Oscar for Best Actor. It's directed by Roman Polanski. Controversial, but it's <laughs> The Pianist. The Penis. I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, what is it? I try not to say that. I try. I I want to say the Pianist. But I'm going to go with pianist. You, I'm going to try to be a little bit more professional. How do you pronounce it? The pianist. The pianist. Pianist. Okay, John, yeah. no, I'm not okay, even going to play this. I, I was thinking, like, I for a couple hours today, I was thinking, I'm like, am I going to go down this route and be like, am I going to call this movie The Penis on the podcast for the next two weeks? But no, I think I'm going to go with The I'm, Pianist. I'm going to. I'll be that guy. Okay. So in my movie. I'll be like the oh, Malk thing, and I'll just go pianist. On, uh, you guys can watch The Pianist on Netflix. That is where we're going to be watching it this week. We hardly ever have Netflix movies. Usually it's something that I pick that's really bad. Exactly. Yeah. Absentia. Yeah. Absentia, Backcountry, you know. That one wasn't bad. It was well, so bad that you guys made it not part of the podcast, and we talked about another <laughs> movie instead. So That's true. It clearly wasn't uh, that good. I think we talked about Haunt. Yeah, we <laughs> well, talked about Haunt. You can listen to the podcast. Link in the description. Yeah. Please. So my movie for this week is 1996 movie with Kiefer Sutherland and Reese Witherspoon. I've seen this already. I don't know if you guys have watched it oh. yet. No, I haven't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a movie that I never expected I would see, and it's way more than I thought it would be. Well, it's Freeway, and it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, man. <laughs> so Get the fuck over um, <laughs> Um, the movie that won for me was a movie I'd never heard of in my entire life, and the synopsis sold me. It's called Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter, and Spring. I can't wait to have to Can put my phone down movie? for this one because it's in a foreign language. <laughs> We're just going to call it Seasons. I heard it's about <laughs> monks, and that I'm excited to see. Uh, but yeah. Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter, and Spring, Amazon Prime. Word. And it's only like an hour and 40 minutes, so... Quick watch. And for anybody who, who still has Amazon Prime, Absentia is also on there. Don't watch it. Just watch it. Please don't watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, those were our th- that's another episode in the books. Uh, you guys can listen to us on the go every week, you know, every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Podchaser, Stitcher for Android. Shut the fuck uh, up. Know, Stop recommending those. No one uses that shit. Jesus <laughs> Christ. And if you do, delete this podcast right now and stop listening to us. Defriend us on Facebook. And unsubscribe. Why are you so against Android users? Because I, don't get it. I just bought, I just I'm spent three thousand dollars on exactly. Apple stuff, and I don't want anybody watching well, if they're on a decision. fucking Android. I'm, I'm that's offended. An shit I'm offended. Right well, you know what? Someone has to work for their money. Thank you, Nate. And I, okay, now I feel bad. But don't fucking watch <laughs> us if you have Stitcher. Um, and also on YouTube for the visual if that's uh, that floats your boat. My boat has a hole in it. Yeah, I don't even own a boat. So, um, guys, thanks again for watching. I'm done. And we're coming out just about an hour right now, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. I know you're there.
there's at least one of you there because one of you commented on our page. And I would just like you to know, Moondog, I know who you are. I will find you. I will shake your hand because I appreciate the fact that you listen to this podcast. Hey guys, this is Nate. This is Nate with the After Podcast Podcast. Um, no, not really. I don't want to talk to you guys. Um, but I just figured I'd say um, that uh, on our Instagram, I'm looking to buy some Criterions. If you guys would like to say in uh, what Criterions I add to my collection, check it out because you've got like three hours and 13 minutes left. So put your uh, opinions in and... Uh, check out Instagram to see what movies I do get. You know, I I'm, I know I'm just talking to thin air here, but uh, yeah, I'm just going to start naming off stuff on my uh, table right here. So I've got a Patron, a water bottle, a book, some bottle caps, a mouse, and a wet electrical socket. 